The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the twelfth chapter. Jesus said, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two, and two against three they will be divided. Father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, It is going to rain. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, There will be scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to Christ. Please be seated uh, as we continue our uh, ongoing conversation about ways that we can support the mission and ministry of God. Uh, John Strelanskis has something to offer us this morning about music ministry and discerning the gifts that we've been given. Good morning. Good morning. So... My talk today is going to be given in two different ways. First, uh, instead of delivering it over that side, I'm going to deliver it on this side. It's a little more comfortable over here on this side. Uh, and two, it's going to be a little more interactive. Uh, so right off the bat, uh, I have two songs that I want you all to join singing me. These are two songs that my guys sing to the boys uh, every night. Uh, and it's kind of a way to demonstrate how music is a part of all of our lives. Uh, regardless if we think that we are really... Uh, strong musicians, or if we're just thinking that we're, you know, we can't carry a bucket into. Uh, so two songs are back. Join with me uh, if you know it. Uh, whenever you know it, you can join on. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Ah. Uh-huh. 
music is a part of our lives every day. Um, some of you might wake up in the morning to your alarm clock going off with either uh, a radio station going on or maybe a CD or something. Um, or maybe your cell phone plays a, plays a song for you. Um, when you get a call on your cell phone, most of you have some type of jingle uh, that goes off. Um, unlike me, who's got this really obnoxious warrant, so I actually know that somebody's calling you. Um, we get in the car, and we're driving, and the radio is on. Um, we get to work, and we might get into an elevator or just be sitting randomly, and there's music playing uh, through a speaker. We go to a doctor's office, or a dentist's office, or a hospital, wherever, and there's music playing. Music is a part of us, uh, a part of our lives, um, and it's kind of hard to ignore. Um, music has been very special to me for all my life. Um, I knew in my junior year of high school that I wanted to uh, find a way to make that a career. Um, and I had um, five wonderful music teachers at Easton that uh, guided me to the education route. Um, I knew I wanted to be a high school director. I knew I wanted to do that my entire life. Um, and I was blessed to find a job very quickly, um, a job that I uh, enjoyed um, waking up every morning and saying, all right, it's time to go uh, to school and have fun and not necessarily, ah, a job. So I've been very blessed with that. Um, over the past number of years, I've been searching for something more, though. Um, I felt that I needed um, something to add to my plate, uh, something that would um, satisfy a, um, a, a quench that was not being thirsted through uh, my, my uh, responsibilities at Easton. Um, and I searched and I was looking and I was wandering uh, essentially through the desert. Um, and God kept saying something to me, saying, nope, this isn't right. Nope, this isn't right. You're, not, you're still not there, John. You're, you're colder, colder, colder. And then um, this past Christmas happened. Um, and unfortunately, Seth left us. Um, and Pastor gave me a call and said, Hey, what do you think about filling in? And I said, Okay, it's a little bit out of my comfort zone. I'm not used to being up here uh, leading people in music. I'm used to doing that with my arms and not necessarily with my hands at the piano or the organ. Um, and I said, Why not? Let's give it a try. And as it went through a few times doing that on a Sunday morning, um, I felt God saying, you're getting warm. warmer, warmer, hot, you're on fire, you're red hot, um, and finally um, felt from saying that I was on fire uh, when I put an application to um, apply for the job full time. Um, God has a, a, a way of, of kind of bringing us through the, the, the bad times and the difficult times and the times we're searching for things. And sometimes it does take a long time. Sometimes it's that quick. Um, my journey uh, took a number of years and a number of turns and um, finally brought me to where I am now, uh, where I feel very satisfied in what I'm doing both at Easton um, and here at St. Mark's. So with that, um, coming into September and the months ahead, um, there will be a few little changes um, in our music ministry. Um, first, um, we will be having a choir performing every other Sunday. 
Um, so for those of you who have been uh, stalwarts in choir, uh, you're more than welcome to come on back. For those of you who have been in choir before and maybe you um, had something happen where you had a, uh, a change in circumstance and weren't able to attend regularly, um, feel free to join us whenever you're able to, whether that's every other Sunday, whether that's one Sunday a month, whether that's one Sunday every so often. Um, feel free to join us uh, whenever you would like. Um, for those of you who have never been in choir before and you feel like this might be something you would like to partake in, again, you are more than welcome to join us. Um, I do not believe personally in hounding people. I really don't want to do that. Um, but if you are like I am, sitting in the pew, and somebody turns around and say, man, you have a really nice voice. That might be a call from God saying, maybe it's time to join choir. Um, I won't put you up here by yourself to perform a solo. Um, I will bring you back here with the group uh, to perform together. Um, and if you do desire to perform a solo, there will be a number of opportunities uh, in the coming months uh, um, to, uh, to showcase your talents of, and uh, share your gifts uh, with everybody in St. Mark's. Um, I would like all to also continue what we started um, back in February with the uh, anybody who can play an instrument to lead uh, the hymns during service. Uh, so if you do play an instrument, that is something you would like to do, um, please let me know. Uh, we'll start that up um, a little bit closer to Christmas. Um, I know a lot of the, uh, the uh, teenagers have marching band hymns and whatnot, so I know that's probably a little different to start right off the bat, but um, and it's not just for the young, it's also for the young at heart. Um, so anybody who's interested. Um, to, on that note, I did find two flutes, a clarinet, a trumpet, an accordion, a guitar, and a drum set. Uh, and this morning I also found another piano. So anybody who might have played those instruments before, or maybe want to uh, take a pawn practicing and, and playing those instruments, Please come let me know. Uh, find a good home uh, for those interests as well. Uh, finally, uh, for anybody who is interested in sharing their gifts uh, with the congregants of St. Mark's on a Sunday morning, um, but maybe can't make um, a uh, choir rehearsal or maybe playing the instruments not your thing, um, maybe there's something else you'd like to do, please come let me know and we'll find a way uh, to, uh, so that your gifts can be shared. Uh, with the rest of the congregation. Uh, we will be meeting on September 3rd, which is the first Tuesday in September, uh, at 7 o'clock in the choir room. Uh, for anybody who would like to be in choir, anybody who would like to play an instrument, anybody who would like to be a part of any type of the, um, music ministry here at St. Paul's. Um, and as always, um, you can contact me by email or phone, uh, or come on up and, and uh, uh, speak in person. Uh, with any concerns or questions uh, that you might have. So, thank you very much. And, um, I, I, think I'll, I think I'll end um, with uh, um, saying that even if you think you're not a good musician, you don't think you can carry a tune in a bucket, uh, you don't think you can sing very well, um, God gives us all uh, different talents and different abilities. Um, and in my eyes, everybody can sing, um, and, and anybody can play an instrument, and anybody can partake in music, um, regardless of what you think your abilities are. Um, 
So this is my one and only time of pounding and everybody to join the choir. I'd love to see 80 some odd people in the choir, but if I need to wait for uh, first block on a, on a um, school day, um, I'm, I'm fine with that as well. So thank you very much.
had to throw stuff like that. And went down and he examined it a little close. He said, I think you're okay. Thank you for your praise. People using the gifts and talents and resources that God's given them to see it out for a few months and hold us in our lives. Absolutely. When I heard that from my friend Joe that he's showing positive results on his stupid surgery. My daughter wasn't though last night. <laughs> she gave an, a, an amazing, glowing testimony how God was in her life, talking to her, acting through her, and acting through her family. And everybody that was listening, there were at least 70 people listening to her testimony, <laughs> saw God. Yeah. And, you know, it was wonderful. It was just wonderful. We give thanks for the way that God. Uh,
you have written our story for us. And it is a story of love and joy and peace. In Jesus' name. Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, may we love to tell your story. The story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. May we love to tell this story because we know it's true. May it satisfy all our longings as nothing else could do. And all these things, may we love to tell your story and may we love the people whom we tell it to. We ask this and all the things of our hearts. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the things that my uh, brother and I would do together somewhat often, a few times a year... Um, we would go on canoeing and kayaking trips uh, down the New River in the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, we'd go with, with church groups, with our scout troop, and we always enjoyed being out on the water. But of course, being brothers, we like to go to each other a little bit. Uh, if we happen to be sharing a canoe, inevitably as brothers do, one of us would start twisting or leaning over to one side or the other to catch the other off balance a little bit and make the ride a little more interesting. All in good fun. Thankfully, we never wound up in the water that way. But nothing can ever replace that unsettling feeling in your gut when you realize that you've got to move. Unless you want to be unsettled from your seat. In a way, in a way, that's what Jesus is doing this morning. Because there's not... Too many things more unsettling than hearing the Prince of Peace say, I came to bring fire to the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. Do you think that I have come to bring peace? No, I tell you, but rather division. We too quickly hear fire and think bad or destruction. But that's only partially true. Jesus came to give life and life abundantly. But in the process, that does mean destroying the hold sin and death has on our lives. Of course, Jesus came to bring peace. He offers the peace of God repeatedly throughout his ministry, even after his resurrection, as he appeared to his disciples and friends. When Jesus says today that he came not to bring peace, but division, what he's saying is that he came not to uphold the status quo, But to rock the boat. Jesus came to show us a better way. A way of truth, a way of humility, a way of of sacrificial love and obedience to God. The division that he speaks of is the separation of good from evil, of, of life from death. Of faithfulness from idolatry. Jesus came... To show us a new way, which calls us all to creatively and boldly carry 
ourselves out into this broken and hurting world. The fire of the Holy Spirit works a powerful change in this world, a change that shakes the very foundation of who we are and by extension the relationships that we keep with others. God has taken hold of our lives and set us apart from the cycle of greed and jealousy and power and death that once held us captive. Jesus came to bring this fiery wave of change into our lives, knowing that it would cause division, even in our own households. Following Jesus in this way causes division even among families because Because the brokenness of this world seeks a false peace. A status quo that's opposed to the very goodness and holiness of God. This fire is what we pray for when we say, thy kingdom come. A kingdom that transforms the world by smoking us out of our complacency. And lighting a fire underneath us to proclaim the goodness of Jesus Christ in this world. Jesus describes the driving force behind that mission, that change, as as a baptism. Something washed over him that keeps God's desires for us and for creation front and center in all that he is and in all that he does. Until God's mission for redemption is complete. And that's important for us to remember. Because our own baptism does the exact same thing, working in the same way. Driving and shaping us through the Holy Spirit to unsettle the brokenness of this world by setting us apart for God's mission. For us, our baptism is a calling, a calling and an invitation into something larger than ourselves because of what God has done for us and because of who God makes us to be through our initiation into the death and resurrection of Jesus. In the waters of baptism. We all share in this uneasiness. And we've all been given gifts from God to work for the glory of God's kingdom. The problem that we often face is naming and claiming how those blessings are to be used in our worship and in our service. And while that's a common struggle for all of us. Jesus has something to say about it in these last verses from Luke 12. You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. But why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Jesus' lament, his grief, his sorrow, is that the people can see how the kingdom is rolling in like a hurricane. Rocking the boat... And setting a holy fire in our hearts. But his grief is that we'd rather stare at clouds and dust storms than think of the kingdom of God. Throughout scripture, Abraham heard from God directly as they shared a meal together. Moses heard the voice of God come from a cloud. Prophets and judges received oracles and visions instructing them about how they were to participate in God's mission of healing and wholeness for the world. Finally, on up to the disciples, 
who followed Jesus himself and his invitation to go out into the villages and the cities proclaiming God's kingdom to all they met. To this day, we believe and we trust that Jesus speaks to us in a similar fashion. Some claim to hear voices, others see visions, while some dream dreams. For John this morning, he described it as a, a thirst that couldn't be quenched. Each of us experience a different sensation or feeling, a different sign. But at the end of it all, whatever it is we encounter, it still points to the God who takes our lives and transforms them into sacred, holy offerings of love and mercy. For me personally, God's invitation comes like that unsettling knot in the bottom of your stomach. Like what happens when your boat's about to tip over. Or when your own sense of balance and peace and comfort is challenged by God's call to love and care for another. I know for myself when I get that feeling in my gut, it's time to do three things. Immediately. First, it's time to make sure that I'm not about to fall over. Second, it's time to stop and examine my surroundings and to pray over what God might be trying to do in, through, and around me. And finally, no matter how, how uncomfortable or unsettling, when I get that feeling and am convinced of what God is trying to do, it's time to let God change me. And for me to step into whatever that may be, willingly and faithfully. What does it take to interpret these signs in your own life? Jesus says it's as easy as watching the clouds and being willing to rock with the boat. And dance in the fire. It's as easy as being uncomfortable with the change that God is working in our lives and being willing to allow the Spirit to reign free through the baptism we share. And know that when it comes to us, together here as a Christian family at St. Mark's, I've had that feeling in my gut all morning. And I wonder if you have too. I don't know what it means. I'm still trying to figure that out. I'm on step two. But together, let's look to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of this wonderful faith that we share. And lean into him as our boat gets rocked. And let's fan the fire that the Holy Spirit has lit moving in and through and around each and every one of us. In the name of Jesus. Amen.